All in Nation, this is Carlos Reyes, and welcome back to the realest podcast in the game, where we bring you the cream of the crop. That's right, the top 1% in the world, and we dig deep to see what makes them tick. I'm sitting right next to my business partners, Mr. What's going on, guys? My name is Sal Shakir. I'm actually an immigrant from the Middle East, and uh, I'm humbled to be here on this podcast, and I'm a serial entrepreneur. Uh, I was able to achieve my financial freedom through real estate and a few other ventures. And here we are presenting All In Entrepreneurs podcast alongside. Welcome, everybody. My name is Alex Sines. I uh, went from living at a trailer park to being and becoming a full-time real estate entrepreneur and investor. And I'm uh, just excited to dive into the conversation because it's, you know, the topic that we're going over today is something that a lot of people are struggling with. Absolutely. And uh, I know that we've struggled with it, you know, during our fair share of our journey. And uh, if we can just prevent a lot of pain and mess ups for future and upcoming entrepreneurs, I mean, our day is going to be made. Yes, sir. So that is what today's uh, episode is all about. Jack of all trades, master of none. This is season two, episode 20. And I don't know if you guys have felt the recent wave, right? But there's people running out of the real estate industry, which we're still heavily uh, vested in, um, for the next big shiny thing, you know, with everything that's going on right now with the digital gold rush, right? With the crypto and the Forex and the NFTs and the metaverse and God knows what's out there these days. And uh, it just seems like everybody's kind of jumping onto the next thing, you know, and that's kind of a trend that's going on right, right. now. Um, and it's kind of sad to see because, you know, it's a good thing and a bad thing. The good thing is there's going to be less competition <laughs> in real estate. But the bad thing is for for our listeners out there, which, you know, the whole focus of this podcast is to bring value and, and help them. Yep. Well, you're, you're, you might be leaving the game a little too soon and jumping onto the next wave a little too soon. What do you guys have to say about that? What I think is, is we're seeing this in real estate just because we're in real estate and like we're heavily in that and we're like, oh, they're leaving real estate to do other things. But I think this is happening across the board on everything. It's, it's happen if if we're in in construction or if we're in uh, a boat building, <laughs> a random topic, you'll probably see other people running running to do other things. Unfortunately, well, it's fortunate and unfortunate thing. It depends how you look at things. The world is moving at a very, very fast pace nowadays. And what's happening is that people can can find these gold rushes overnight. Like you can literally flip through Instagram or TikTok or Facebook and you're like, oh, this is a next gold rush. Mm -hmm. And you, you're consumed for the next six months or whatever for that gold rush. And more things are popping off than ever uh, overnight. Mm. So the shiny object syndrome is kicking really, really hard nowadays. And I don't necessarily want to blame people but it's just it's a sad thing that we're in let me let me ask uh, let me ask alex something yeah, by the way if, let's if talk about wait, that. Do, you, yeah. do, you, do you well i was gonna say that yeah. we're actually we've been there so when we're talking and we're saying these things i don't want you to think that oh like these guys are high and mighty talking about oh they they don't have shiny object syndrome and looking down about upon these people no we have yeah. actually we're gonna talk about this we've been through that uh so we're in your shoes as well we've been there but we i think at some level out. we're still kind of in it like because of our network and opportunities are coming. I mean, not as much as before, I would say, but you know, the the thought is there. Right? Oh, absolutely, the it, it's unbelievable. Disciplined is there. It's unbelievable. I was talking to um, you know uh, a, a great great person this morning. Uh, you guys know him, Demarco Jefferson. He came to us when he was working at a at a job back in 2018. I remember yep. he visited the you know Copper Point building. 
and he brought his baby girl. She was only about one or two at the time. Brother, that guy blew up. That guy, he was he was a, he was he had already done a couple of real estate wholesale deals in Chicago. Mm-hmm. I was talking to him this morning, and then he says, "Man, I found my niche." And his niche is um, uh, what are those houses called when you um, with with the uh, section eight? with the old folks oh, when the government um, pays you uh, senior retire? living senior living yeah. I believe yeah senior living. So he he found uh, senior living uh, house housing, and um, he's about to open up his second office. Wow. Uh, and they're making millions of dollars doing that. He's like, bro, I'm so grateful. Like I found my niche, but if it wasn't for you guys, you know, in your direction, uh, remember we gave him a book, Secrets of the Millionaire Mind. Yeah, he said that book changed my life. I think we wow. signed it. Yeah, yeah, we did. Today yeah, we um, yeah, such an amazing person. Today I recommend that Rocket Fuel for him to read and traction. Mm-hmm. He's like, bro, I'm reading anything. That was a call earlier, read. right? That's that's yeah. the phone call yeah. I had this morning. So, anyway, you know. Right away, my mind's already, you know, as an entrepreneur, I'm already thinking like, what's there? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Right? Yeah. I'm like, damn. And then I'm like, no. <laughs> right? I'm like, we got a, we got software. Let's shut that we door. got e-commerce <laughs> that is jumping off. Like, no. Right? Like, but I'm so quick to want to, to look. Right? To, so to, be honest to yourself. Yeah. Like, let me ask you something. How, what is that feeling? Like, when you hear something, you're like, you know, FOMO. I can do it. Honestly, fo- it, it's a mixture of FOMO. Right, the fear of missing yep. out on a on, on something amazing. Yeah, but it's also the feeling of like just you know we're very ambitious. Mm-hmm. And then you know, like when you hear something like that, like you know you can do it. Uh, thank like, you. Like and, you know you and, have and, the skill set to do that. Thank you. And I know Sal always talks about like, ah, oh, bro, you can't. You, you think you have like the Midas touch? You think you can just touch something <laughs> that turns into gold? And yeah, I know that we maybe don't, yeah. but but I feel like we oh, I feel like we do, right? By the way, I wasn't meaning it in a bad way. What I meant by that is that we need to understand that something is gonna give. And I think the biggest thing that we didn't see it. Like when we first started doing we we opened up I don't know how many companies in one year. That was like ridiculous. Eighteen, yeah. And we're like we're like it's almost like, oh, this is easy. Having a baby's easy. Pop them out, pop them out, pop them out. And then and then what happens is that you have to raise those those, those babies, babies, right? Yeah. There is, oh my the, God. Yeah, right? So it's like you got to clean all and, of them, and then you don't see it right away. So like <laughs> after, yeah, exactly. After like you know six months, after a year, like there is things, the growth patterns, like hiring and firing and and putting SOPs and putting processes and then sales and all that, and then you turn back and you're like. Did I really just do that? Like that took away from this because now that you get to sit on top of the hill and you're like, that took away from this, this took away from that. And because of this, I couldn't do this. And then you start saying, was this worth? Exactly. But when you're in it, in the middle of it, when somebody just presents something to you today or talking about, you're like, it's so easy. Let's do it. We don't really look at because it's hard because we think we can do anything, right? Like we're, we're source, we can hire people and do this and that, but there is only one fundamental that we can we can always live by. There is only 100% of us to give. If there is this whole pie yeah. that we can give 100%, yep. something is going to give from you, that. You, listen, guys, you got to have the discipline to say no. You got to have the discipline to say no. Let me tell you why. I was talking to one of our mentees out of um, uh, out of Boston, actually. he's His name is G. Rodriguez. He's yeah. uh, Portuguese, right? He's a solar guy. Amazing. Yeah. He works for, for Sun Sunrun, yep. right? This dude's like a district manager. He said he cleared over a mail last year, right? So remember, we technically still have a solar company. 
you best believe that I was already thinking. <laughs> Let's reopen you know it up. Me, so I like I like I like to build strategic partnerships, yes. right? Yes. That's that's the thing that I love to do. So I'm already thinking in my mind, like, man, what if we offer him a strategic partnership through through our solar company, make him Get a partner it. with Solar Fuse, right? I'm already thinking all these things, but I'm like, wait a minute. We're just building out uh, our software companies. We're just building out our new, e you know, all in e-com, our e-commerce companies. I said, man, I, I really gotta relax. I can't just be jumping from one thing to another. And and you know what? It takes discipline to not do that. Okay, did that feel good when you said no or bad? Brother, today, just okay. today alone, I've had to, I've, I've had to have the discipline to not even pursue two different ventures, the housing, with right with the housing so and, and in the solar it's like, a bittersweet today it's just a, today two it, opportunities like alex was saying two opportunities i had to in my mind before i even spit them out i had to say you know what i gotta have the discipline to focus on what we are already doing thing though right yeah. you're like oh my god it's exciting we could do this but i'm like i'm not gonna do that um i feel like that we've grown a lot from that phase where we just wanted to oh open my up god yeah. what have you seen at least because you're like the calmest one like you usually don't say a man of few words when somebody because you've talked to a lot of people and like right. they all like i remember trucking automation and all those things oh my god right like well, i was just about to because i saw a post this this morning I, I think i already liked it god willing um you posted something about hey you know real estate made me a millionaire uh developing will make me a billionaire mm -hmm. right so yeah. again there you go you have a you have development you're you got e-commerce you have uh, all these other software companies and your real estate company, right? right? So, and, and then people will bring and present like, hey bro, you know, every week, truck, every trucking, week. Yeah, yeah. trucking automation is popping up. Facebook automation is popping right? You get yeah. all these opportunities. What do you do as a 25 year old to have the discipline to say no? Because guess what? You are in a position, you're in a different position than Sal and I. Yeah. So we're, we're in our thirties, man. Like we don't have <laughs> yeah, as much time as you, you can literally fall on your face. Yeah. You can you have no kids. You can fall on your face. You can fail, and then you can get up, dust yourself off, and go do another venture and and possibly succeed. So how do you, what do you do on your end to have that discipline? Well, let's let's look at the facts, right? Like there's opportunity everywhere, right? And there's certain things that you should do and then shouldn't do, right? So like for somebody working a nine to five, mm -hmm. right, and then the opportunity presents itself, maybe it's wholesale and real estate. I think all three of us would say do it, mm -hmm. right? So, so there, there's the yes and no, right? But like for somebody, like for me, it's like my core competence, my core business is real estate. That's where I made, you know, majority of my money in. Um, and if something like trucking comes along, I, I, I don't want to abandon what's already producing and what's already been built and the years of work to be able to build that for something that is a maybe. Right. Mm -hmm. too, too many so, open doors too. too yeah, many open and, doors. And yeah. So like, I believe like, because there's opportunities everywhere, I really believe anything can work if you work. Boom. Right? Like if Boom. everything works, if you work, right? So for me, like there's just a few things like is like, especially like now versus, you know, five years ago, I look at the business is different. And thanks to you guys, it's like, you know, and, and our growth together, it's like, is this, is this something that can, you know, be a hundred million dollar company? Mm -hmm. Right. Or is this just a quick, you know, half a million dollar business? Yeah. Right. And and we, Not still, interested. Yeah, and we still we, we made that mistake on some of them where it's like this is really capped at, you know, half a million a year. Like and it's not something scalable. So um, and then really like I think we've come to realize like it takes the same amount of work to like focus on like a, the yeah, bigger place, the bigger place than like, you know, a, uh, a you know, investor automation. Or or, yeah. yeah. So let me ask <laughs> like, you this. Sal. Let me ask you this. 
we have over 31 companies. We we want to, man, we, we, we got to shed we got to shed some off, but some of them are, are already yeah. automated and you're like, we don't really do anything with with this anyway and it's making a few hundred grand or right. whatever, right? So let me ask you this. Moving forward, how do you personally determine what to put your time, energy, and money into as far as business ventures? So let's, let's talk more fundamentals, the fundamentals of owning a business. So there is always the same similar departments to a business, right? Mm -hmm. So you're gonna, if you, whether you, you open a business to manufacture these kind of rocks or whatever. They're crystals, always, by the they're way. They're crystals, sorry. Don't call them rocks, thank you. <laughs> so what would happen is that you would you would have an admin department, you would have a marketing department, you would have a, probably a, a operation department and maybe some customer support department. Like that's the general, mm -hmm. general business that you can go about. Okay, so you're like, you understand like anything that you do is gonna take that. So understanding what, what the concept of running a business is. And obviously every business is different, but the fundamentals is the same. Second thing is the revenue. How much revenue are we gonna be able to produce from that business? Just like example, uh, and I'm gonna give e Elon Musk as an example, or Jeff Bezos. If you tell Elon Musk, hey, uh, you wanna open up a wholesaling business? He'll probably laugh at me, right? It's it, well, he's probably going to go for something bigger and better, and that's the fundamental I want to go by. Don't just open up something to open up. The third thing that I want, I'll have to, I had to realize at least personally throughout these years, is that back in the day, our parents or our grand grandparents, they didn't really have options to open up businesses as much as we have today. It's like you really have to work somewhere and understanding and and like boom and then like you start working and then you you open up that business. It takes you probably some people it takes them ten years to figure out what they want to do if they open up that business or not. Today, right. like I talked about earlier, today I can literally be on Facebook and get inspired to start a new business and go on Google, go on YouTube, understand it within a week or two or three weeks, and then really just baby step it at, at the beginning. And that's understanding those three things will probably get you closer to your goal. So personally, I look at, I understand how much work is going to take. So I, because we've done it over and over. So that cycle has been done. So why, why, why? Ne number oh, go two. Ahead, go yeah. Go ahead. Sorry, the the go second ahead. one would be is the, f the money factor. Is my effort or our effort going to be worth the payout? Yeah. Example. So if I'm going to, if I know it's going to take X amount of hours, X amount of work for me to manufacture crystals, or it's gonna take, if I, if I, I deploy a, a software company or deploy a e-com uh, company or deploy an education company, whatever, whatever that may be. What's the potential revenue, right? What's the potential revenue? Yep. Because you understand from step one is this amount of work needs to go behind it. So now you just have to go after something, A, you're desired, you desire to do it. Number two is the money, obviously. Market Because cap you go cap. after, yeah, you go after big, big market caps. And if you go after something that's not big enough, then you're only going to resent yourself and try to open up something else. We're, pro we're trying to avoid excess opening new businesses, but you only open up a new business because you don't think the other business is worth as much. Let's be honest. Yeah. Let's dumb it down though. Like, let's say like, let's go like job or career wise mm -hmm. or, or opportunity wise. Like, okay, somebody at McDonald's, like what's their limit? What's their limit? Like, what's their, their they, they, they can uh, If they can open up, most people, 97%, 99% of uh, society out there these days, man, they're happy. And I've seen this in the real estate space, and I, I don't even know how many part-time real estate investors there are, right? Mm -hmm. A lot. 
you got to like I'll give you an example. One of our guys, his name is Vito Gelati, mm -hmm. yeah. right? Vito Gelati, yeah. yeah. Amazing, amazing individual. This guy's out of St. Louis. Um, he, works he for makes casino. He, he makes multiple six figures a year. Very comfortable job, right? He's like, "You know what, Carlos? Uh, I hired you guys as men as mentors because, you know, I want to I want to make some extra cash. I want to flip a few houses every single year, and that's what made him happy." That's how it started, but now he actually wants to supplement one income for the other, which is totally cool, right? But most most people out there that have a nine to five job, they're okay with something that's gonna produce just a little bit of more extra income so they can take that vacation, so they can buy that extra car, if that makes any sense. So it's not it's not it's not primary. No. It's secondary. Uh, no. So majority ninety nine percent of people out there are thinking like, uh, you know, I'm not gonna leave my job. I'm just gonna build an extra source of income that's gonna help me add to what I'm already making and that's gonna help me live a more comfortable life. Mm -hmm. That's your majority of people's mindsets out there. Mm -hmm. uh, aspiring entrepreneur or an active entrepreneur um, or a seasoned, seasoned entrepreneurs, I consider right. ourselves seasoned entrepreneurs through both time and experiences, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. People like us, now we we've already seen like damn like failed business venture um, import export company yep. lost over one hundred eighty thousand I remember yep. solar right uh, solar you know failed business Quarter venture mil. so we see all these things and now we're like hold on hold on hold on before we even think about launching anything it has to be it has to be a lucrative amount of a potential gross well, revenue. Let me ask you this: Do you think you would have been able to make the import export company work? Or the 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 solar company. If it was your, we could have. But I believe that when we saw the the amount of work to and the amount of return, right? The amount of return on that work, we were like, it's it's probably not worth it. I don't think we we're Wait, expecting so that, that. That's for import export though, right? But like for solar, like I think the amount oh, of work versus return is worth it. Yeah, it so, is. So, it is. But but, but we we, we lacked we lacked what we do very Patience. well. We lack the strategic partnership and we lack the focus just um, like we do across many other and that's the thing companies. you know how we lost focus on some of these things because we thought it was going to make x amount of money so fast without really realizing like there is a growth pattern there is a startup there is this and that and that's what we start becoming good at after those two failed ventures thank god because yeah. we started like in, the other day you're like oh we can do this in nine months or whatever i'm like how about give it 12 six months to nine months yeah, yeah yeah six to nine i'm like how about give it 12 months because we have to see this and this mm -hmm. and that because if we try to put that expectation too fast we're only going to let ourselves down mm -hmm. right yes it's nice to push push ourselves but at, at least have a cushion to understand hey there is things that we've learned before that things can go bad and things can delay some things therefore put leave leave that margin of error and i think that's what we didn't we didn't really account for before we're like and in 60 days it's gonna make us some amount of money this is gonna happen this is gonna happen and then boom we we were let we let ourselves down essentially and then What's we like just the, lost desire it's like the baby analogy right like yeah. the first two years like they can't raise themselves yeah right like if you if you birth the baby and just leave it there like come on <laughs> like we all know what happens right so like yeah. they they do need the support they need you to be there for those first few years correct in business it may be first few months it, some some businesses it is the first few years but you need that nurturing with the business before it takes off on its own. I'm, you do, I, go ahead. Uh, I, I was go ahead, Sal. Go ahead. If you do the same thing, like if you open up one business to supplement the other, but you don't give it enough attention, you open the third one, fourth one, fifth one, sixth one, it becomes a paradox of endless non-profitable business or very little profitable businesses. Now you're stuck in this cycle of not no, and like you're gonna open up a next one, and you're like, okay, it's time for me to shut down some of those or sell them or whatever. 
and we're we were there and we're actually still there on some of them that we're like you know what they're doing the bare minimum let them run uh, they're making a few hundred grand but that's not something i want to align myself no, with no not and anymore maybe i want to sell that business and just yeah. focus on the big ones well, and you'll find probably a buyer that comes in and scoop that up and like making because it because it's it's something something residual. very lucrative to yeah. someone else it really is yeah and and i'm very interested to see what that looks like what you know some of the potential exit price right exit resale price on some of these companies yeah. because guess what what may be something very minimal to us and not worth our time could be something could be something life changing to someone else that doesn't have the potential and the infrastructure yep. and, and, and the experience that mm -hmm. we all have. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Absolutely. So and, and let me just say this. I I know that it's hard to say this, but I'm glad that we failed at some of those business ventures, because if you think about it, right, we learned so many things. We failed with with strategic partners. We now we know what we don't want in partners. Yeah. And then we failed with the actual business ventures because we weren't giving it enough time, energy, and focus, right? Mm -hmm. So we learned that too. There was some valuable lessons that came from, you know, losing in these business ventures, right? And and I remember clearly, Sal, when we closed down some of those operations, I said, you know what? Damn, we lost hundreds of thousands. I said, well, I guess that, you know, that's what millionaires do. They will lose hundreds of thousands. I said, God willing, remember I said that to you? God willing, one day we lose millions of dollars a year. That makes that means that we're either eight, nine figures or whatever. You know, we're billionaires, billionaires. at that point. Yeah. <laughs> right? It, remember this. Millionaire, millionaires lose tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands. Billionaires lose millions a year. So and, and you're you on know, the right track. You, you have some companies that start out and they don't even make money for the first five years. Like they're all hem they're hemorrhaging money. You know, they become a marketing company and whatnot. And or at best, breaking even. Yeah, or yeah. breaking even. And then they start to see profits later. Like, th there are so many different business models that you can go after. I think it just meets, it, it's what your expectation are. Like, whatever that you expect and if that expectation is met. So we have to be really honest and and, and clear about our expectation was gonna come from that and do our due diligence. That's and that's me being the nerd, you For know, sure. uh, the nerd in me, yeah? Let, let, me, let me ask Alex a question, then I'm gonna ask you a very valuable mm -hmm. question. Alex, entrepreneurship is, uh, I mean, you remember when entrepreneurship was for like established people, rich people, yep. educated people, older people, entrepreneurship now, there's entrepreneur, there's people that are becoming entrepreneurs at the age, as teenagers. You became an entrepreneur as a teenager, right? I did. So what would be your advice to the 18 to 24 year old individual out there that is kind of getting his feet wet with one venture and then he sees these shiny objects come out of nowhere um, and he's getting that itch to jump onto that next venture. What would be your advice? Uh, to, to choose a business or an opportunity that has a big market cap um, that you can that you're not limited uh, by the the business like in real estate like I asked myself like how much money can I make a year and it's really infinite there's no right? number like there's no number no. right so if you're in a business like that it could be a, you know it could be solar it could be real estate it could be e-commerce um, if you're in a business like that you're going to set up yourself you're you're, gonna, you're going to set yourself up for for success. Uh, because you're not going to be limited versus like maybe like doing, uh, you know, like what was one of your first businesses, like selling T-shirts or something? Yeah, whatever I, was you were doing. I was I was uh, I was flipping. I was flipping uh, clothes. You don't want to know. You ready? All right. Yeah. Watch this. Watch this. This is funny <laughs> because before I was flipping clothes, before I was flipping clothes for like uh, 
very popular Mexican regional musicians, yeah. uh, two of them. Um, I was, brother, you don't know this, but me and Spencer, we were setting up shop at uh, at the Swami, 40th Street in uh, in Washington. Mm-hmm. Um, we were paying $200 to set up set mm-hmm. up a small little shop. We would take a, a, a table and then we would put like, we were flipping jeans and, and shirts and colognes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like Spencer and I were doing that back in like, like 2012, I think. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, y'all don't even know that. Well, that was a year but, before I met you. Yeah, that, y'all, y'all don't even know <laughs> yeah, that, right? I, I, I was never, at I the, never heard this part. Yeah. I was at the Swami with Spencer selling clothes in a little spot that you can rent for like 80 to $200. So yeah. my point there is like, what's your limit on how much money you can make there? Uh, bro, it's not scalable. It's like, not scalable. <laughs> like, come on, bro. Like, and that's uh, <laughs> we were just at that point, at that yeah. point, we were just looking to make a little bit extra cash on the weekends. So you that were, was a side hustle. It was a side you hustle. You were doing what you thought it took to be successful, right? Like at that time, you're like, this is going to fucking work. Right, like this is gonna bro. Work. I just, I, I've never actually said that on air. Like, I was selling clothes at a swap meet. Yeah. So, <laughs> but see, well, first, that's first, admirable. That's that. admirable. Well, first of all, you got to go through that, right? But yeah. like, the 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 most important thing is like a lot of uh, eighteen to twenty four four year olds are in that position right now where they think it's something that is big, but it's really not. It's just a swap meet store. Right? They don't know what they don't know. Yeah, they don't. So like, ignorance is 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 against them, right? Like they they should. Uh, go into a a business or an opportunity where it's infinite, right? And uh, because you're, you're you're allotting for the same time, like those eight, I don't know, four hours you were doing at the swap meet, yep. you could do that for wholesaling real estate. Oh my god! You, like so, so for eighteen to twenty four year old uh, year old uh, entrepreneurs, or, or you know, for eighteen to twenty four year old entrepreneurs or those that are aspiring to be one, you have to focus on something that's big. Bro, when I was in my early twenties, I was flipping clothes at the swami. To make eighty to a hundred dollars when you were your your early twenties, you were making millions of dollars in real estate. That should tell you yeah. where society is today. It's changed. And let me ask you this: This is a good question and, for you too. Yeah, Ready? Go ahead. Would Would you say because you're you, brother? I'm like twelve years older than you. He's like uh, eight or six years older than you, right? Would you Would you advise the eighteen to twenty four year old out there to maybe surround themselves with a little bit of more seasoned individuals, experienced entrepreneurs? Absolutely. I think uh, a third of your time should be people a much third older of your time. Beautiful. and wiser than you. And then a third of your time is people around the same age as you. And then it's your duty for to, you know, to dedicate a third of your time people younger than you. So that's like a big passion of mine, helping the next Eighteen year old up, right? And and we've seen it through our mentorship program. Dude, and you guys keep saying that's, eighteen. That, that's seen, great advice. By we've the way, we've seen people at sixteen are crushing it. Yeah, <laughs> before even eighteen. So like, I I don't even know if it's eighteen is the minimum now. Yeah. But, I, you know, so go ahead. so back, yeah. back to yeah, this yeah, yeah. because this is good. The the biggest um the biggest thing I've learned is like it's all about the vehicle, right? So you know, back to like the core subject of this podcast, it's like, um, you know, one, you know, the one thing, right? Like the choose one that, thing. Choose Choose the one thing um, that is going to get you to where you really want to get to. Um, and for me, and just I was fortunate enough to to fall into or be blessed with the right vehicle, right? The the right vehicle was not the swap meet store. I the think, right vehicle yeah. was the real estate. <laughs> yeah, you know, was yeah, the real estate yeah, journey, right? Yeah. So you know, for eighteen to twenty four year olds, like make sure that you get into the right vehicle. Yeah. Because you can be freaking Jeff Gordon in a Prius. Or you could be Jeff Gordon in a NASCAR race. Let, car, let right? me ask you like, a question. Where, where <laughs> I love this, it. This, I could, love this it. could be practical. So, Carlos, I'm gonna ask you, and I'm gonna ask you, Carlos, if if you were to give an advice, how do you select that one thing with all this noise in the world, with all the distractions and 
and the social media. Or what questions do you ask yourself to come up with that answer? Damn, that these decision? are tough. Okay. Um, one thing is, um, what is the potential of what, this vehicle, right? Okay. What is the potential? Because Grant Cardone talks about that a lot. Um, I remember I saw an Instagram video by Grant Cardone and he was literally driving around in his Rolls Royce and he saw this this guy picking up trash. Like that was his job to pick mm -hmm. up trash at the construction site, right? And he's like, hey guys, hey, this is Grant Cardone. I'm, you know, I'm crushing it in real estate. And you see that gentleman is probably making $50,000 a year. I'm probably making $50,000 an hour because I chose the right vehicle. Yeah. You see, you see what right? So I, I think that that that's one of the primary rules is choosing a vehicle that has a lot of, like you said, market cap or revenue potential, right? But how do you how do you if you don't know, like you know, right? It's no, easy for the, you to but, say, but if you don't know, you don't know. What do you ask yourself? No, what do you look there's, for? There's there there are there is a significant amount of data out there mm -hmm. that you can do your due diligence in and see like what is the market cap every single year mm -hmm. on real estate investing? Yep. What is yeah. the market cap every single year on e-commerce? Like there are, you can do your research and you can literally put it on Google and type it in and it will give you a, so, a, so doing a research, essentially do your you research, do your research. On, uh, before, you, before you jump into that vehicle, right? Like I'll give you an example. Um, you know, I want my, uh, my, my, my sister, my little sister, she has a cleaning company. Mm -hmm. Right? What is the market cap on cleaning companies? You know, and, and how scalable and then, are they? Well, there's different things. Like her cleaning, it's probably very limited. Very limited. Right? But her growing a cleaning business is yeah, very scalable. Yeah, but even but even even with that even with that fact, right? What is that market cap and revenue potential versus uh, versus real estate investing versus uh, e-commerce versus cryptocurrency? You see what I'm saying? Here's like, a plot yeah. twist. Well, the trash man that Garen Cardone was recording has a, an owner, the company owner. Yeah. The company owner probably started as a trash man and they own that trash company, like Waste Management in Arizona. More than like, oh my God, they're, they're a multi, multi, eight, nine figure company. Absolutely, yeah. they're crushing it. So you know what, that could, I guess anything can be scalable, but there is a time frame there. And I think what was scalable for, for that trash company to start 20 or 30 years ago, it's different it's than a little today, different now. Then different today. So I guess it's it's a vantage point that you have to mm. be at. Like where you where you're at in the industry, where you at or the time vantage point. Like real estate is a great time to to be in real estate today. The NFT is a great time to have, to, have, to do NFTs. Crypto. crypto. Uh, crypto was even earlier, like 10 years ago. If you were doing crypto, like now you're probably a multi multi millionaire, if not a billionaire, right? So there is vantage points, but a lot of these things can be gold rushes that leads to nowhere so you have to understand like you have to have some core core foundation for your operation your business so you can have that secondary income that becomes your primary income afterwards if you see the full potential in it um so th this is a really good answer carlos by the way like doing the research and and obviously Absolutely. coming so, back with with factuals yeah uh, i would like to ask you the same question though before you head on to the next topic well real quick so like for for the cleaning company right like because it's not good it totally confused like if you have a if somebody is listening to this and they have a cleaning business or they have maybe a barbershop or, or you know um they, they have their own business right mm -hmm. but they want to create more income like for a cleaning business like there's levels to that right like there's you cleaning individually right there's you creating a team mm -hmm. right there's you starting a business there's you franchising your cleaning company and then there's you maybe training and and uh you know doing i don't know digital courses on how to create your own 
you know, <laughs> but but Alex, your your average person, you know, nine out of ten people don't think that way, man. They don't. They right? really don't. They're just but, trying to get by, brother. My only advice here is is look at the best in your industry and model after that. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, like because it, there's probably billionaires that have cleaning companies I think, through just different ways. I think for me, the, moving forward, like this is my three principles when it comes to choosing a business venture, and and I just wrote them down right now. Ready? What's the potential gross revenue? Right? Is it is it capped at a certain limit, or is it something that I can really make a lucrative living off of? Right? That's number one. Number two, is this scalable? Mm-hmm. Is this scalable? You know, can I delegate? Can I hire? Can I grow? Right? Is it going to take all of my physical energy, you know, or can I scale it? You know, can I grow teams and, you know, right? Yep. And number three is, is there a potential exit strategy? And there you go. Give me some, Sal, right? Yeah, that's so. Boom. Those are my three principles when it comes to choosing a business venture. So you beat me too. The exit strategy is big. And when you can exit internally, we just talked about this the other day, internally or externally. Like you can exit within your company where you can hire a CEO or you can exit externally where someone buys you out, right? So that... That's what all successful Moving companies, forward, yeah. That's it. Uh, you know what? Yep. Uh, a wholesaling business, you can't exit a wholesaling business properly, externally at least. Internally, you can probably. But uh, an investment operation, buy a real hold, estate uh, buy buy portfolio, that yep. one is exitable internally and externally. Yep. And that's the business model. Like, I, yes, it's cool. Real estate, wholesaling real estate can start out. But that's not that's not all be all. That's just a tool to that generate can get you. cash. Exactly. Yeah. Um, Alex. So, what what do you say about what would you look for? Repeat the question. What would you look for? Like, or give some like direction, like some fundamentals to look for for somebody who's confused what to go after. They see all these things. How do you choose the right vehicle? Determine? Yeah. How do you choose the right vehicle? Well, first, like the first question I would ask myself is like, where <laughs> am I making my money for living right now? Yeah, to live right now, right? So a lot of us have to be honest. Like, you know, my money right now is made through real estate, right? For somebody, it could be their nine to five. So that that's the first kind of question I would I would uh, I would you know uh, notate. And then the second thing is, um, you know, what market cap can I get into that is infinitely scalable? Like that, no doubt about mm. it. Uh, because again, the the vehicle is everything, right? You can be a badass driver, but if you're in the wrong vehicle, you're just gonna get mediocre results. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're a badass driver, you have a badass vehicle. I mean, that combination, as we've seen in our journeys, um, just just seat. blows up, right? So the right vehicle. Uh, then uh, you know, for me, I just I ask myself different questions. It's not how hard can I work together. It's all right, who do I need to talk to, or what strategic relationship do I need to. Um, you know, to, to create or build uh, to get me there, right? So for me, I, I look immediately for mentors or, or professionals in that niche. Mm-hmm. Like I'll give you an example, like uh, real estate developments. I didn't know anything about it, right? But I found who did, right? I found exactly who's done it, who's making millions and millions of dollars through it. And then I, um, you know, the I, I go, I, you know, I, yeah, I, I shrink that learning curve, that time, I compress that time frame. Um, and then I go directly with that person. Now there's two ways. There's a free way and a paid way, right? If you, if you don't have the money to connect with somebody, there's a lot of books, videos. You know, Don Peebles uh, is a real estate developer that has, uh, you know, some great development books. Um, you know, on, on YouTube, there's a lot of, you know, real estate development information. So there's the free way. So there's no excuse to get that information. Or the paid way is, you know, what I did, I went to events, I bought courses, I went to masterminds, I'm in a few now. Um, but I, that's exactly what I would do with the business. So it's vehicle, find then the who. find the who. And then, um, and then, and then, so find that who not to do for you, find that who to learn from. 
to yeah to learn from and then obviously you got like like the baby analogy like you gotta you gotta raise it yourself right mm-hmm. so you gotta put in that work um but you know like every business you do get to a point where you exit yourself out through creating uh you know structured organ uh, a structured organization uh team and uh you know all the leaders and stuff now that we're on this topic and this is this excites me because i want to hold like this episode one day we're gonna look back at it and this is the this is the episode we decided or i'm gonna I'll hold you guys to it i want to pick in 2022, I want to pick at least two to three companies that we will exit internally. I'm ready. Internally. I'm, I'm ready. We can exit. I'm not talking about, uh, you know what? When you, okay, two, the, internally or break externally? Down, break down, break break down internally okay. for me. Okay. What do you mean so, by internally? So exiting internally is a company is running, it's producing money. You put and, a CEO there. And you put a CEO in there, that CEO is get, it's paid, you're the owner. I love There's, that. That's exiting internally. I love that. And, and you know what? Let's have exiting externally. Let's let's pick one of the two, one or two, which we could so already exit, sell something. Yeah, yeah. exit external, exit externally. Say, hey, this is a, a business running. It's it's technically automated right yep. now. You want to buy it from me, yep. and then give me a check, and that's exit. So how about this? We'll we'll pick one company to exit internally in 2022, and we'll pick one company to exit externally in 2022. Okay, okay let me that ask you. That could be a start. Let me ask you guys. I got a lot of questions for you guys in regards to this. This is a great subject. Let me just say this. One thing that, uh, you know, when I, when I was younger, right, many, 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 many moons ago, <laughs> when I was younger, um, I my first, like, partnership came, it wasn't with Spencer selling clothes at Swami. That wasn't, like, that That wasn't a partnership. It kind of was, but it wasn't. Did you, you know? go ride the, the arcade game or, you know? Did you go play in the arcade games at the swap meet no, during your breaks? No, nah, bro. I was there to work, honestly. <laughs> but listen, listen. Yeah. I I partnered up at a at a you know in my in my early twenties. Um, I partnered up in a uh, I think you can consider it a financial services company with Elizabeth Mardini Mardini mm, yeah, Multi yeah. Services, right? Um, she uh, she made me a minority partner, twenty percent of the business. Um, and I was I was in charge of growing the business, business development. That was my first partnership ever, by the way. Um, she offered um, car insurance, which was pretty lucrative. Pretty lucrative. Was uh, residual. Uh, residual. Oh my god! Like people would come in and make their payments. Like we were appealing to like the Hispanic community, so they would just come in with cash and make their payments on their car insurance. Every you know, Infinity Insurance, and you know all these like. It's crazy how they pay cash. Yeah, for sure. So watch this. This lady was crushing. She out of her little shop. She had two shops. Out of her little shop, she did um, uh, income taxes, income tax preparation, motor vehicle services, and insurance company, and insur- uh, insurance services, home and auto. And I was the business development partner, like I was the minority partner, right? But I remember, you know, when her and I became partners, she said, Carlos, you know what you need to do first? Some of the best advice I ever got from her, right? Because I didn't know anything. Like she was an entrepreneur and she was crushing. She goes, Carlos, you need to identify what your skill set is first, and then then you choose a vehicle. Mm. She said, "You know what I think your skill sets are." She says, "I think that you are a great communicator, and I think that you are a great people person, and I think that you're a great salesperson." And that just like lit up a light bulb. She's like, "I can see you, you know, I can see you making money in this venture, this venture." Uh, like, so she was clearly, kind of a mentor to yeah, me early. So she right? clearly yeah. saw what you yeah. can fit in. So it, it, I want to ask you guys this. If you ask me, Carlos, like, what are you extremely, extremely good at? I'll, I'll, I'll ready. I'll tell you three things. My, on my personality traits that I'm extremely, extremely good in 
right? I I am I have a great work ethic. Mm-hmm. I have I have great work ethic. It's what I like to do. I love to work. Mm-hmm. I love to work. I have great work ethic. I have great people skills. So, mm-hmm. you know, whether it's sales, communication, it's all mm-hmm. people skills related. Mm-hmm. And I know how to find the who. I'm very resourceful. I know that you hate me for it sometimes because I'm always like, but brother, guess what? Oh, no, I don't hate you Guess for what? it. Guess what? How do you think our partnership came about? Oh, no. It's, the who. It's, yeah, exactly. The who, right? You, met at a you found the who and I found the who. Exactly. It was, Each it was other. A, exactly. So I went shopping yeah. at the swap meet. See, that one I want to add on to this one. <laughs> the who, work ethic, people skills. Those are my three superpowers when it comes to entrepreneurship. But and each hold department. On. Before you get there, I want to ask you, if you have to identify three amazing superpowers that you have as an entrepreneur, give them to me and then I'm gonna ask so you. So before I answer that question, oh. I wanna, because to piggyback on that, this is a great point what you brought. What we talked about earlier, there is four departments generally, four departments, three to four departments that you can identify in a business. And each skill set can serve the department more than the other. So that doesn't mean you can do all four departments, but the sales, the communication, that can go into the sales and marketing, right? That could yep. be like, you can take the bigger portion on that and then the other side can take the bigger portion on, on the obviously the following, the operation and whatnot. So y- I agree that you can follow the business that you start where you first are the best at because that's how you get it go- get it up and yeah, going. That's how we got it going exactly. early on with uh, real estate. Exactly. So th- that, that understand, but you don't have to be good salesperson to grow a company, right? No. If you if you have some money and you hire a salesperson, I don't right think away, Jeff Bezos is a great salesperson. I don't know if he is or but not. I, but I think he's a great integrator. He, oh, he's an amazing integrator. Yeah, I don't think he's a great salesperson. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. But I'm sure he hired the best, like really the good salesperson. So, so what right. did, what he did? He he plugged into what he's best at, and he he let the rest handle itself mm-hmm. with other people. No. But when he started, he started with what his zone of genius is. Yeah. Structuring, selling, selling books through the internet. Exactly, like structuring. Because he can't sell couldn't. in life. <laughs> exactly. Like you can't physically, personally, sit there and close you. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. So he found a way where he, where other people couldn't do this model where people go on the internet buy books. That's crazy, right? Like it was crazy back in the day, but he saw that he could do that, right? So he yep. offsetted his lack of that skill set of selling mm-hmm. into something else. Um, now that you asked asked me the question again, what was the question? Three superpowers, like. What are Sal Shakir's three entrepreneur superpowers? I think work ethic is has to be number one for me because I think I'm a pretty crazy. You're a mule just like me. Yes. Uh, number two, I think I'm a. That's the blessing that I've always had a long sighted visionary. When I jump into something, I always see like years down the line. I yep. don't want to just. You see. do have yeah. You have a different way. You have a different. Like would you would you you would would you consider me a visionary? Oh, absolutely! Right? Yeah, I'm a visionary, but you're a different kind of visionary. Yeah, so there's we're there both is, different, there's different visionaries. So I'm, mine is like I always see through like ahead, and I'll, every time I bring a point, I'm like, guys, what if would happen with when if we hit this model? What happens when yeah. we go there? And that way, it helps us pick and choose vehicles. Number one, number two, pick and choose our battles, um, and that has served us well. Number three. Um, well, now I, it serves us well because oh, again, we started. Oh, we started way too many things, oh, yeah. and we let go of a, a great potential. Like on the software side, you know, back in 2018, we should have grew a specific software. Yes, uh, but yeah, we were like, ah, it's cool, it's yeah, doing what. It, it, yeah. Let me launch all of this. Yep, you know what I mean? Yep, yeah. exactly. So, and then the third Damn thing, it. I think I was, I'm good or help. I'm great at integration, where I can put oh, the God. people in the right place. Like I can, when I can see far ahead, I can. 
I can literally in my head like departmentize everything, those four departments I said, and then how each each one of them plugs in, and then what would take. I I don't know how it's gonna work, but I know that it'll it'll need that same framework, and we'll just need to plug people in that, and that's yeah. the integration side my side it, so it's nerdiness like it is whether it's tech whether it's people whether it's just departmentizing a proper company i love it let me let me just, say I just this check before. with facebook fact checkers and it's oh it's my god <laughs> let me let me let me just say this right uh yesterday yeah. we were um we were uh, well not we he was building a process because i was like a, i was like a caveman because you know I'm, I'm trying to sell you know uh with with this new with this new business venture that we have yep. which i'm going to ask you guys about why why this business venture right um but i'm like you know i'm talking like caveman i'm like sell uh, uh, like right i'm like uh, i don't know how to, uh. <laughs> like literally imagine like that's me i'm like fire so I, I can sell i just don't know like what do i do like where do i go where do i put the lead like what do, and then he's like and then bro in 30 minutes we developed like a whole like new client process, process yeah. right and i'm like and i was like before i left the building i was like sal I'm like, damn, I feel really good. I feel like we made a lot of progress today. So thank God he understands my caveman <laughs> language. You Fire. know what I mean? But that's why people, you need somebody like Sal, uh, like as a partner on your team. But that happened last night, literally around 6 p.m., right, Sal? Yeah, that's yeah. funny. It was a beautiful 30 minutes. Yeah. We we got a lot done. Uh, all right, three superpowers for, um, yeah, I mean, I'm going to ask that again. Give me your three superpowers for Alex Sanz, the entrepreneur. I believe uh, number one, uh, very adaptable i feel like i could play all if many if not all parts would you say versatility I could, yeah I, of... I can i can sell um i can market i can uh, i can do the integration i can lead i can direct um so i'm just kind of like a iguana you know everywhere okay um yeah just very adaptable uh number two just creative um a lot of it has to do with just being a visionary uh just being creative uh resourceful um you know, working smarter and, uh, and, and, you know, smarter, you know, in, in terms of business. Um, and then I think number three is networking. Like, um, and again, that has to do a little bit with being just resourceful, uh, but just the ability to network and cultivate relationships where they're key relationships, getting people to trust me in a genuine way. Um, and then uh, just having a lot of good credits with people. Like I really have a Rolodex where I can ask for a lot of favors just through being a genuine networker. And you know what's crazy? You're like a quiet networker. Like I'm like a loud networker, but you're like a quiet. Like my networking is like you see me, you know, like on Saturday. A lot I'm, of hand I'm, gestures. Huh? <laughs> no, no, no. Not only that, but like you know, it's like you know who I'm networking with. You know where I'm net. You know where I'm networking and who I'm work networking. Right? It's not intentional. For me, it's like you don't know who I'm exactly, talking to. exactly. Yeah. There's. Have you noticed that, Sal? And then he would come. He's like, what? Yeah, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No. For, I mean. Yeah, that's that's a good that's a good that's uh, crazy, view. right? That's a good view. Yeah. So, okay. Uh, let me just let me just ask both of you this, Sal. When it comes to here, I had a question specific for you that I wanted to write down. Right. Uh, the right vehicle. What gel do you use now? Potential gross revenues <laughs> scalable. It's coming it's good. Just, thank you. Yeah, thank it's, you. It's coming All right. Long. So, Sal, let me ask you this. Um, when it comes to uh, future ventures, mm -hmm. right? Why are you choosing to build out the most software and 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 e-commerce? Like, why 
Why those kind of mm. vehicles over something else like a cleaning company? So I, I've been question. reading a lot of books uh, recently and, and business books. And the biggest factors that goes into is what we just spoke about is that is the company scalable, like the market cap. So we, we jump into that. So I know the market cap for every company that we started, there is a market cap that I did a research on. With you guys didn't even know about it until like after definitely for the real estate uh, for the for the software is where I presented it. I'm like there is this big market cap that is not being capitalized on. So I know the market cap. Number two is I know exactly what needs to because I have amazing partners. I know each one of you what can like part of like when I my vision is like departmentize and plug the right people in. It starts with my partners. And then it goes beyond that to like team members. So you, I know exactly what your skill set is going to be, and I know what your skills are going to be. And then if we have a strategic, strategic partner, I know the skill set. So that aligns the same thing with my second superpower. And the third one is just any business owner. I know I see a potential exit strategy. When it comes to a potential exit strategy, that anything that brings money and self-sufficient, you can exit it. So. Residual. Res and and residual. done the legally, obviously. Continuity so, yeah, and residual. Continuity. So yeah. exactly, if there is residual, if there is a good, big found, a good foundation, solid foundation, done legally, then you can exit it, 100%. And all those fit the criteria. That's why I went after them. And that's why I said, you know, if we have Even to Even with this go, recent business venture? Correct, because there, the, so the reason why this recent business venture, I said that one of the one of the biggest things that I was trying to struggle with and because we were we were prospecting with a few folks right through partnerships mm -hmm. and and what was the biggest item bringing in house what well, residual remember i kept yeah. saying residual oh, on the back end continuity yeah. the back end so yep. Yep. and yep. then yep. and then and then I don't know who said it. He's like, but, no, but that's that's just normal. No one really cares. They're not really doing residual anymore. That was like back in the day. Now it's like the new wave is like no residual. Just making a lot of money up yeah. front, yeah. And which is not where we're interested anymore. Exactly, it's, it's like wholesaling. Exactly. Like, I'm not interested so, in wholesaling. So exactly, and then that was like the hard pill to swallow at first. Until like we found out that there is a way to make things residual. Then how how fast did did I personally? Jump, jump on it. on it absolutely so if it lined up that when there is residual when there is obviously an operation this the exit the exitability is a lot better than just an operating business by itself like and you know business. you know by the way i want everybody to know this i want everybody to know this because this is absolutely true um you don't jump on everything that like because you know i'm out there like hunting and shit right like you know you're you're like you're trying to work like put everything together with what we already have right <laughs> and i'm out there hunting and hunting and hunting and i would say nine out of ten times you shut down you shut me down and that's okay i haven't given many reasons before but now i hope you know the reasons no, I, I and I, and we're on the same page now yeah we're on the same page but i'm excited that you both with this recent situation, you both are like seeing the potential. Right? Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. You're yeah, both seeing sure. the potential. Uh, and that excites me because, you know, that's all I want for the rest of my life, starting in 2022, right? When I say, oh, man, I'm not really a big fan of wholesaling. No, I, I've seen I've seen what the big dogs do. And, yeah, they start out with like, okay, I got to generate cash. So mm -hmm, wholesaling. Mm -hmm. Then it's like I got to generate more cash, fix and flipping. And then it's like, okay, I'm getting old. It's time to hold. It's yeah. time to buy and hold. So every business, every any business venture that I want to pursue, there has to be some type of continuity in the back end, yeah. right? And I feel like with this recent business venture, that that opportunity is there. Yeah, well, this is a new business venture after the software. Is why continuity because and residual. Continuity, exactly. Uh, I think a super important thing um, is just 
compound interest, right? And not in the form of just financials, but like doing something once that pays over and over again. Absolutely. Right? Like buying a rental property that pays over and over again, right? You know, setting up this new business. Um, like, and that's, that's another thing that I realized early on. It's like, you have to, you have to go into a business where the work that you do today still matters a month from now, mm-hmm. right? Versus like clocking in and clocking out. You start at zero every day, right? If you're wholesaling, at, you start at zero at, every month. If it, that too, every right? month, Unless yep. you start it's building. a rat ra- It's an entrepreneur rat race. Yep. Ab- absolutely. Right. Absolutely. That's why, um, yeah, that's why I'm aspiring to be developer because, you know, you build something once and if you're part of that deal, it's going to pay for life. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but there's a lot of people, in, including myself early on that, you know, especially with the nine to five, like you clock in, you clock out, you start at zero every day. I, wor- yeah. I was working at the collection agency and guess what? Our totals for co- uh, collectible receivables was at zero every day. Right. I didn't get a bonus from yesterday. I didn't get a, a boost. Right. With real estate. You know, that's, you know, that's, wow. that's something that I really love about it. Like, you know, learning marketing today still matters three months from now. Absolutely. Right. What you learn, what you do, where you, you know, place your action and attention, it still matters. Right. Like every time you read a real estate book, like you don't just forget about that real estate mm-hmm. book a year from now, it, it compounds, right? Like your skills compounds, your trades, your money, and then the continuity, which is obviously key for, you know, going into any venture. Well, my last question to you gentlemen today, starting with start with you what is your advice as we you know as we close down the show for today what is your advice to that 18 to 50 year old either aspiring entrepreneur active entrepreneur that um there might be a possibility that you know he's getting that shiny object syndrome what's your advice my my advice would be uh, is know exactly what your goal is so I, i think because we're distorted we think we don't know what we want, unfortunately, until we stumble upon it, and that's that's the wrong way of doing things. I I would I like to think I like to reverse engineer everything where I want to be at, whether it's financially, whether lifestyle, whether whatever that may be. I like to start there and then find the vehicle that's going to get me there. Then you can start doing the research based on that. So now you're narrowing things way more down. Number two is find something that you're going to be passionate about because if you're not, you're probably going to just if you're just doing it for one thing that that and you know you hate it you're probably gonna and end up finding another vehicle uh, as long as you understand that can be temporary then that's fine uh, so i guess just knowing being being a long-term visionary i think that would serve you well because you can reverse engineer things doing that before we go on to alex i'm gonna say this um somebody said that billionaires think in decades yep. mm-hmm. millionaires think in three to five years and then thousandaires think in like you know, like weekly, months, month, then, weekly, monthly. Yep. And then so, nine to five thinking. Exactly. Hours. So that right there alone should, you're on, you're definitely on, that's the right advice for somebody. Mr. Alex, what would be your advice? Uh, number one, define your vision. Like, what do you want? You know, what makes you happy? What, you know, what do you want for you and your family? Right? Like, I think you gotta get really clear on what you're really after. Um, you know, for me, it was, I just wanted my time. And I wanted to be able to wake up whenever I want to wake up or do whatever I want whenever I want. So just defining your vision. Uh, number two, choose choose a big vehicle, right, with a big market cap. We've discussed a lot of that on this call or on this uh, podcast. Um, and then the third thing is find the who. Like mm-hmm. find the who and uh, and then just take massive action. Um, I love it. So define vision, uh, big vehicle, find the who, take action. Beautiful, beautiful. All right, so season two, episode 20, Hey guys, do me a huge favor. Like if, if this podcast is serving you, right? Cause we really want to reignite this podcast. If it's serving you, uh, if you're listening to listening to it on uh, iTunes 
Give us a good review. Tell your friends about it, right? And if send send to three friends. Yeah, send just, it to three friends. To you know, three like friends. if you're on YouTube yeah. watching this or even Facebook, like just share it with people and, and and write. You know, give us some feedback because we're doing this for you. Like we don't get paid to do this, and uh, we're just trying to bring you value and knowledge from our personal experience. So, again, thank you guys so much for joining us another week. All in Entrepreneurs Podcast. We will see you very soon.